0: hello my dear listeners i hope today is going amazing for you join me on my podcast as i share stories of people just like you who made bold decisions in their lives and in turn they live their dreams as they say it's up to you to make it happen show is sponsored by biomental all natural nutritional supplements for your daily needs always stay healthy strong and focused and the rest will follow to learn more go to biomental.org hello everyone today we're meeting james smith he is a church consultant uh, Uh, speaker and also an author of books. Hi, James.
1: Thank you for joining us today. Thank you so very much, and it's good to be with you. Thank you.
0: Let's start our conversation by diving into your personal journey. How did you become the person you are today? Let's see, uh, what are, are the major events that probably happened in your life that led you to the path of discovering your true passion in life?
1: Well, I must say that I began my journey by uh, going to a law school, because I thought that's what I wanted to be. And I became a, a lawyer, practiced law for uh, about 10 years. But in the process, I was gambling. So I, I uh, ended up committing a serious crime. Uh, as a matter of fact, I robbed the bank. And uh, I got I was sent to the mental hospital, and then after being sent to the mental hospital, I came out and uh, I went to uh, court and pleaded guilty to the crime, and I got a fifteen-year sentence, of which I spent fifteen—I mean, five years in in prison. I got out and uh, trying to figure out uh, what my calling was and what I should be doing, and I meditated, and uh, the Lord uh, started working with me, and I decided to go to uh, seminary, went to seminary, and received my master's of uh, divinity degree, my doctor of ministry, uh, and also then about a year or two after, I got called to uh, a traditional missionary Baptist church here in Durham County where I pastored for almost 32 years. I just retired at the uh, end of the past year. So that's kind of where I am. Uh, The calling uh, was as a result of just my really just uh, being very regretful and remorseful of what I had done, praying about it, asking for forgiveness, and just meditating. And uh, then uh, I thought I had so much to offer and the Lord working with me made me really feel that way that I did. And uh, that was one of the reasons I decided to go to seminary and uh, then was called a pastor. So that's, that's kind of my life journey. I'm just like any other young man who had ambition and I, I had lots of ambition. And uh, I determined when I went to undergraduate school that I wanted to continue on and be a lawyer, and that's what I became—the youngest lawyer uh, at the time, uh, African American lawyer practicing law in my hometown, and as a matter of fact, the first in my hometown and the youngest at that time in the state of North Carolina. So that was my journey, and I was very proud of what I was doing, but. I had a gambling problem that kind of got the best of me, and that's where I landed.
0: Right, so uh, even though you had that um, traumatic past, uh, and you still found something that um, kind of some kind of lesson for yourself, and you realized that you're here to do something more to give more to people mm-hmm. and um, uh, also you knew that there are people out there that could help you uh, to get out of that situation that you're not lost who were those
1: people for you who helped you and supported you well the first person was my mom and and she is deceased now but i remember very well when i first got out she gave me some good advice. She told me, she said, son, you can go and lie down in the ditch if you want to, or you can put your face in the sand if you want to. All folks are going to do is just come by and kick more dirt on you or rub your face deeper in the sand. But if you would just get up and uh, forget all about what has happened to you and move forward, there'll be folks who will help you. So I had quite a few mentors along the way. I practiced law, so I had a lot of good friends, uh, lawyers who were, are still my friends. And of course, uh, I had ministers who really uh, uh, were very helpful. And as a result of all of this, you know, uh, I just felt like, look, I'm going to make it. And that has been uh, what happened to me was in 19... 19- and uh, 81 and of course I got out in 1986 and of course my journey forward has been forward if if I may put it that way ever since but it was because of just good mentors that I still have right now Uh, a gentleman uh, who is a minister is weekly now uh, age but he's still my mentor and uh, we talked on a very regular basis, uh, and of course, that's you know how I credit a lot to where I am now. He recommended me to the church that I pastor for almost thirty-two years, and uh, I know that a, a lot of things that happened to me uh, are a result of people who were there for me, who gave me good advice and who were just uh, awesome individuals in in my life. And I'm grateful for that. Yeah,
0: sure. And uh, there are people out there who are willing to help you. And for those who are in the same shoes that you were before, uh, they kind of like feeling that, You know, this is the end. There's nothing they can do. But there is always light in the end of the tunnel. But Mm -hmm. uh, to see that light, you have to be uh, willing to kind of see the other opportunities. And I know that you've been also given seminars to inmates as well, Mm -hmm. and uh, you've seen uh, people, you know, taking the the wrong path and uh, what would be your advice for those who are still young and exploring but uh, they don't want to end up you know in that kind of trouble situation what do you think they should be focusing on
1: I I would advise uh, young people first of all to try to stay away from bad habits Uh, that's important sometimes we get into uh, situations, and then we become overwhelmed, at it and it almost it begins to bring us down. Uh, that's what happened to me. Uh, the gambling uh, had I not been involved with gambling, uh, I, I I personally don't think I would have ended up in the situation that I was in. Uh, so that's one thing. The other thing, you know, I would I would just uh, say to to them. Uh, is, you know, be cautious of your company, you know, make certain that you uh, surround yourself with people who are going places, with folks who have good character, who, who uh, have uh, good moral values. Uh, and if you do that, then, you know, you're gonna basically make it. And of course, it's always good to stay involved in, in good activities. Uh, You know, growing up, I'll say, you you know, uh, find a good sport that you can play and and enjoy yourself that way and and stay away from the bad company is is what I would really say to somebody who, a young person who is on their path and uh, wants to find their way uh, in life.
0: Right. And uh, uh, with that in mind, we have to kind of realize that people that we hang out with, those people affect us as well on a deeper level. So we have Mm -hmm. to be mindful who we're choosing to talk to on a daily Mm -hmm. basis. And what are those people doing? So you have to kind of protect yourself. Uh, Mm -hmm. You have to, uh, you know, kind of put yourself as a priority, your mental and physical health and all of that comes in like you said daily habits so what are you doing every day that brings you to the um to the goal in your life and having something in mind that you enjoy like some kind of sport that you play or some kind of uh, work that you like mm-hmm. uh it's a better way of focusing that energy other than you know just uh kind of being lost and not knowing what to do Mm -hmm. because um, you know you have to make sure that the people you're talking to giving you good advice so um, also like surround yourself with those who are already in the place where you want to be also that's important and it's kind of like it
1: helps you to move forward don't you agree yeah sure I agree sure I agree I will tell anybody you know, that you know, the company that you keep will have a lot of effect from what you do. So I tell people that all the time, be very mindful of the company you keep. You know, we have two two children. Of course, they're mm-hmm. all all grown now and we've I've shared the same thing to them. You know, be mindful of who you're around all the time. Uh, be mindful of, of those individuals, what they do. And uh, if you see them involved in things that you know that that's not good, you know, you might have to cut ties. That's just the way it is. If you don't want to go down with them.
0: Right. And also, if, uh, I, you know, we're all human beings, sometimes we make mistakes and we mm-hmm. should realize that, um, you know, it's still uh, we are work in progress but with us uh kind of re- realizing and accepting that that was a mistake mm-hmm. and learning something from it it's a very important step in our development and uh, I feel like uh, you know you know sometimes people just end up in in bad situation and also they not you know, trying to help themselves and they feel in stock and they feel like they, this is the end, but it's not. So I know you also wrote a book, uh, Deal by Me, and uh, I just want you to kind of um, tell us about what inspired you to write that book and uh, what is it about?
1: Well, I tell you what, it, it, it really didn't start off as a, a book. I had no intentions of writing a book, I was confined and it started off as more or less a journal uh, and, and therapy for me to just write, how did this happen to me? How did I go from this successful lawyer, uh, youngest lawyer in the state of North Carolina when I first started practicing law, the Uh, First and only African-American lawyer in my hometown at that time. How did I go from there to where I am here sitting in this jail cell? So I began to kind of write, you know, what what happened, how what happened and everything. And I had finished uh, uh, a big, probably 300 pages of just, uh, it would be a manuscript you would call it. Now, I left. When I got out, I had it around the house. I made some copies and gave it to my uh, mom and some other relatives. So I just had a couple of copies. I didn't know what they happen. And eventually, probably about five or maybe six years afterwards, uh, I had my cousin and somebody was reading. A couple of friends was reading it. And they said, why don't you, uh, this is information you need to write a book, you know? And so you need to just turn this into a book. So that's what happened with that. It was just not anything that I had intended to do. It just uh, happened as a result of folks telling me what I should do with the manuscript. So I did that. Now the uh, second book, which is the, Uh, My second edition of that book that I've just done within the last year, now that was intended uh, because I wanted to talk about what I learned from what I went through. The first book was basically, uh, I talked about, number one, uh, my law practice, my gambling, uh, my imprisonment, and of course, where I was at the time when I was writing, and I had stopped past three. So it talks about my conversion. So that's that first book. The second book, I talk about uh, what I learned from what I went through is like my self evaluation. That's what I call it uh, the Deal by Me, second edition self evaluations. Like I've just, I went through um, my whole life and tried to, how did all of this? Occur, and uh, it's a very ins- inspiring book. Of course, both of them, I've gotten lots of comments on, uh, but that's the that's 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 the reason. You know, if you ask me why why I wrote it, that's what happened.
0: Right. So kind of a kind of start with you mostly like reflecting and journaling and having that manuscript sent to your relatives and friends and then it turned out to be a book yeah uh and um yeah and like uh, with the second edition i think it's more in depth in terms of like your thoughts and uh, how you mm-hmm. like evaluated yourself yeah uh, Yeah, but i think it will be inspiring to uh those uh, who are searching for answers to kind of like to know you know like when you see or hear somebody else's story uh, you see all the steps that that person took and you know it's everything that happened you know it happened for a reason right Mm -hmm. so it it was a circumstance of you making a decision Mm -hmm. and that's what we need to realize that we are in charge of our lives Mm -hmm. and we are making those decisions Mm -hmm. nobody else but us and the circumstances that we get is based on that decision Mm -hmm. Uh, either negative or positive how you want to label it Mm -hmm. but in the end, if you own everything in your life that you've been through, you know, you can change it. Mm -hmm. You're the one who can change it as well. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be a victim of the circumstances. Mm -hmm. I agree. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, I just just wanted to ask you, maybe you have some plans in mind for the next three, five years. Where do you see yourself (laughs) going?
1: Well, I you know I retired after thirty, almost thirty-two years, lacking two months of being thirty-two years at the same church, mm-hmm. tr- traditional Missionary Baptist Church here in Durham County, uh, with the attendance on Sunday morning of around uh, uh, average between seventy-five hundred people, membership at about two hundred. Uh, so it was a really great church, and. Uh, so when I retired, I I said to them that I I am retiring from the pastorate, but not from the ministry. And so what I did about three maybe three months prior to December, the last December of uh, past year, I started a podcast. And uh, yeah, I'm I, I'm doing a podcast that's going very well. Uh, and the reason I I did it because I I wanted to. Uh, well, I, I well I named it Tell Us Your Story, and I want it to be encouraging, inspiring, and transforming, mm-hmm. and uh, my thought was, if I can get people to share their experiences and the events in their lives that would be a benefit to someone else, then that's the ministry. And of course, and that's what I ask everybody who comes on my uh, podcast. And so I'm doing that now, uh, enjoying it. Uh, little work I average doing about uh, four, three or four a week. and uh, so you know, but it's I'm enjoying it. so that's that's where I'm right now. I also do uh, seminars i i and what I became uh, uh Certified in prison seminar instructor, so I was doing seminars five years at federal correction institution. But then, uh, because I have a legal background, I uh, the North Carolina State Bar uh, allowed me to teach continuing legal education, mental health, and substance abuse. So I taught that to lawyers for eleven years, and I just gave that up. Just when COVID came in, because I was traveling all over the state, and and uh, so with the General Baptist State Convention, I was at one point the moderator of moderators, uh, and because I had a legal legal background, the president wanted me to work with churches that dealt with conflict. So I started doing lots of workshops, and so I still do that now. I have churches, you know, all over that will call me, go on my website and uh, asking for uh, help or either call me in to do a workshop or what have you. So that's what I'm doing, you know, and along with the podcast, enjoying it, having a good time. (laughs)
0: <laughs> that's great that's what we meant to do to enjoy what we're doing mm-hmm. and also like sharing um our perspective on life and what mm-hmm. uh, we learned and again like bringing people to your show it will also enhance that message to those who are listening and what's the name of your podcast tell uh, your deal, story deal
1: by me podcast oh deal by me all right yeah, name, so people name, can name check Alabama. it out yeah, name after <laughs> name after the book, Deal by Me Podcast.
0: Nice. Yeah, that's perfect. And I feel like uh that's a you know, a new endeavor for you and it could grow into something even bigger than you expected. Mm-hmm. So you never know. Yeah. Uh that's what I usually, you know, tell others to kind of like see what you Joyful, like what brings you that joy, that mm-hmm. uh, sense of fulfillment. And uh, you have to just start doing that. And sometimes you don't know uh, how it's going to end up, you know, but mm-hmm. with you taking action, those small steps toward that direction, something could just, you know, come to your uh, awareness before you even knew. So uh, that's something to keep in mind, to always be willing to kind of search for uh, what's bringing you that joy. Mm
1: -hmm. I agree. I agree.
0: Yeah. And uh, is there any advice that you'd like to give to people who are still searching for their passion in life? What would be just, you know, one daily habit that they could incorporate in their life that will kind of like help them to be open to see those opportunities?
1: Well, uh, I would say feel like you can do it. That's, you know, some people just don't feel like they can do it. They, they want to do it, uh, but they just don't feel as if I can do it. Uh, I believe that that's the first thing that you need to think about. I can do this. Now, you know, you might have some challenges along the way, but you still want to say, I can do this. And the other thing is to have faith in yourself. You know, I guess that goes along with I could do it, but have faith in yourself. I've I've always had the faith, uh, and you know, uh, don't I? You know, I'm I I'm a very uh, uh, faith oriented. I, I pre- perhaps I should say that I don't like to talk about I'm religious because a lot of people are religious, you know. <laughs> but I like to talk about being faith oriented, and so. Uh, I think that's important Uh, and then just go for it, you know. Uh, And if you have, if you've gone through something like I've gone through, uh, uh, you know, confinement and uh, just face it head on. Uh, People ask me all the time, uh, you know, how did you get called to your church? You know, with, with my background, you know, and especially the missionary Baptist church, that does not happen, you know, uh, but I got called and I was upfront. I was honest. This is what happened to me. You know, uh, I wish it had not happened. Uh, I am. I, I regret it. I am. I'm so sorry. I wish I could do it over again, but I, I can't. But I'm a different person now. I'm no longer gambling. I'm no longer doing all those crazy things that I used to do my life has changed. And I was compelling and I was convinced. And my church took that chance on me and I stayed there for almost 32 years. So that's what I, have, I tell people. That, that, you know, you have to do the, the same thing. Now, while I'm talking about this, let me share with you in my second book when I talked about uh, a self-evaluation, deal by me, second edition of self-evaluation. I came to the conclusion that I didn't rob the bank because I was a compulsive gambler. I stated that in my first book, but I came to the conclusion after I did my self-evaluation, and this is what you have to do sometimes, that I robbed the bank because I was afraid of failure. I had become this, this prominent lawyer, Uh, I was doing well, but my gambling was getting the best of me. I was losing money. I was going downhill. I thought I was getting ready to go bankrupt, and I didn't want to give it up. And I thought that if I did this, got some money, I could pay off these little debts, and I'd be right back where I was. Crazy thinking, but that's the way I was thinking. So, And I, I tell other people, face it head on. Deal with it and move forward. Don't let anything stop you from moving forward. Because if you, if you let other people stop you, you will be, mm. <laughs> you, you won't make it. So you, 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 you got to just go, go for it.
0: Right. And having that self confidence, sometimes it doesn't come easily, but uh, with you taking first small steps, you will see that it's possible. Mm -hmm. You see, you just did it. This is your evidence. You can do it. Mm -hmm. So you can go further and further. And like you said, there is nothing, uh, no obstacle that would prevent you from getting where you want to go. And being honest with yourself, with others, that's important to kind of like take into consideration because um we can all feel if something is off with that person, that person is not honest. Mm-hmm. If you want to build relationship to build career or like your business, uh, you have to be honest. And it just the one of the values that you have to kind of like um, practice all the time. Mm-hmm. And it should be part of you. It shouldn't be like making yeah. any effort. It's just who you are.
1: Mm-hmm. I agree. Oh, <laughs> thank you
0: so much for sharing your wisdom and thoughts and well, thank it was a you. pleasure talking to you
1: thank you for having me
0: sure and i uh, hope you enjoy your day
1: thank you thank you All right, bye.
0: thank you for listening to my podcast i hope you enjoyed this episode and if you did follow my show and leave me a review I'd love to hear from you. To check out Intern Store, go to internpodcast.com. Stay tuned!